You heard that safe drivers get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw an ad for a vintage baseball cap, and now you find yourself checking the stats of that team's second baseman in 97, wondering why his stolen base total dropped after his rookie season. Wonder how much his rookie card is worth. Yes, they said it was easy to save money with Snapshot from Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hey, welcome back to part two of my conversation with Janaki Lennon on her wonderful new book, Every Creature Has a Story. You know, and I also thought when I was reading it, I thought that this is almost like, you know, uh, like a tribute to researchers and their their complete focus. Like, I mean, I don't think I'd ever be able to, uh, like like that Sheshadri you mentioned, who uh, those white spotted bullfrogs, not, to notice and to study with such, um, I don't know, with such concentration what these bullfrogs do getting into the holes in those bamboo and what they do in there and their whole life, um, you know, life plans or whatever, you know. So yeah. I thought there's also like the heroes of this book are also the researchers. Yeah, that's right. So I tried to include a lot about the process of uh, doing the research because sometimes there's this not only is Seishadri, like when you study frogs, you've got to stand in the rainforest in the pouring yes. rain because that's when mm. the frogs are, you know, breeding. And it's, yeah. it's not a very comfortable time to be out in the forest in the middle of the night. You're wet, you're soaked, yeah. you're just not comfortable. Leeches, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's crazy what these people do to find out what creatures are doing and it's <laughs> somebody tells me like you must be a lunatic to be this interested in animal behavior and I always tell them look at these guys studying them I mean they're actually out yeah. in the forest in the middle of the night and pouring rain trying to figure it out I'm just sitting in the comfort of my home and reading all these scientific papers it's nothing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so in a way, it's also a study of humanity, studying animals, you know. I found that as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Uh, talking about, you know, like kind of extrapolating uh, sort of nuggets of wisdom about, I don't know, life. I found even the uh, the Kias of New Zealand, the playful Kias of New Zealand, that essay. Mm. That, oh, you know. Uh, maybe this is what an absolutely, I mean, a, a society that's got plenty of leisure would turn out like, you know. Yeah, plenty of leisure and nothing to worry about in terms of predators. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those gears sound really nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah also, live to play. <laughs> yeah, live to play. And the fact that they attack the equipment. Mm. I mean, maybe, you know, a lot of leisure could also make you destructive. I mean, these are the kind of like thought processes one gets when you read this book, actually. Yeah, but, you know, we are laughing and chuckling about them. But I think people who live there aren't that, don't find them that amusing because they rip 
windscreen wipers, the rubber beading. Oh my god. They oh. like you leave a car parked somewhere and you go away to do something and you come back and these birds apparently would have ripped off that rubber beading. So you you've got to be very careful where you park your car and stuff oh like god. that. I mean it's not I'm sure <laughs> they make life difficult for people. <laughs> Okay, and some of you know the essay like uh, the chimpanzee one, chimpanzees in mourning. I found it like so sad, you know. So, what are your favorites? I mean, you must be having. <laughs> That's know. a tough one. I really don't know. Every day, it's a what do you say? A moving list. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that you mentioned the chimpanzee story, that was fun because we've always been. Um, disturbed by animals reaction to death mm. like you know there was that case of the killer whale of uh, the yes. coast who was carrying her baby around dead baby around last year mm. and there were so many people writing about it talking about it and now she's got a new baby yay so that yay, makes yeah. it better but it's mm. just a disturbing thing because i think even as humans we the, the more um, alienated we've become from animals, the less used we are to death. We don't know. I myself don't know how to deal with death because we've not had, growing up, we've not had animals and we haven't dealt with the death of pets, for instance. Hmm. So I, I'm not sure if it's that, but... You didn't, you didn't deal with the death of pets. I mean, like, I don't know. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, it is. But I didn't have any pets growing up, so I never dealt with it. Okay. So okay. I didn't deal with death until I became an adult. And that was when mm-hmm. I had my own pets. And when they passed, I was, like, you know, totally shocked and mm-hmm. traumatized. Mm-hmm. So we, I think what happens is, Animals somehow prepare you for life, I think, in a simplistic mm. way. And mm. when you are divorced from the whole animal kingdom, you aren't prepared for dealing with issues, I think. I mean, mm. I, I mean I'm, it's just a thought that's coming to me now. Mm. So this whole reaction of animals to death, do they know it's death? Or do they think, are they habituated to being around their babies? Is that why? Like even rhesus macaques and bonnet macaques will carry around the corpses of their dead babies. And it looks, mm. you see it and you, it's not pleasant. You, the, you mm. feel disturbed by it. You don't know yeah. how to react to it. You feel sorry for the mother. But does mm. she know that her baby is dead? Mm. And it appears more and more that, at least in the case of chimpanzees, that they are aware of death, especially of grown adult companions, friends Mm. that you Mm. bonded with, played with, went hunting with, or spent time with, basically. So the longer time you spend with a friend, the worse your grieving. Whereas with babies, they are still not sure because they're how do you separate it from being a habit? Like, how do you know whether the mother really knows or doesn't know? How do you scientifically establish that? I think there's some difficulty in, that the scientists face in proving that. But when this mm-hmm. adult chimpanzee died, they just chronicled the reaction of every member of that troop 
and they were able to show how each one processed grief. There was one elderly chimpanzee who fostered this chimpanzee who had died. She was cleaning his teeth with a little grass stem, like yes. the corpse of this uh, chimpanzee, which I thought was very moving. So, I mean, mm. there's something going on there we really haven't been able to fathom. Yeah. And also the, the fact that the males and the females react in different ways and behave differently, mm. you know. Yeah, and that the dead chim's friend tried to, you know, was more dramatic and violent mm-hmm. in his display of grief. And he was like trying mm-hmm. to whack the corpse itself as if wanting to make the chim come to life and be normal yeah. rather than, you know, behave so abnormally lying yeah. there without moving. So it's mm-hmm. quite a somber uh, scene that the mm. scientists painted of that whole situation. Mm. So getting back to the thing about which is your favorite essay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I like that uh, Pam Cockatoo is using tools to play drums. Ah, okay, okay. Because that is fairly <laughs> unusual. Like chimpanzees use tools to find food. Oh. <laughs> to play music is different, right? So that, that was, uh, I found that was nice and i liked uh, the giraffe because it's you know it's always been uh, an iconic animal from the time mm. we had children right you know every child yeah. knows what a giraffe is but we never once stopped to think oh what price does it pay for having such a long neck mm. yeah and it's got some really amazing adaptations for that so i like the story of the um, pythons that literally starve themselves almost to the point of death to guard their babies. Hmm. Yeah, you don't think of snakes doing things like that. Yeah. Janki, it's been great talking to you. I really enjoyed it. I'm enjoying the book also. Thank you so much, Manjula. It was such fun talking to you. Okay, bye. Bye. And by the way, HT Smartcast has launched its first audiobook called A Spy in China, written by Yamini Pustake Bhale Rao and published by Juggernaut Books. It's a topical political thriller based on the ongoing tensions between India and China. Every week from the 10th of July, 2020, there's a new chapter for you to listen to. Don't miss it. Log on to www.htsmartcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts and search for A Spy in China. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.